Over half of all Japanese sentences have no subject. They dislike giving a straightforward yes or no. It is no wonder that they are so often called inscrutable. Welcome to the Shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am Dad, your host. With me is Cool Boy Mew. Hey, hey. Full Metal. What's up? We've got a packed show for you tonight. We're going to talk about some Kawaii Ugu shit. Oh, yeah. And I... not, not all from Mew either. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- there, there's something I wanted to talk about next uh, last week, but uh, the episode was just too fucking packed to talk about it. All right, so let's get into it now. All right, so I continued my fucking pre-written series marathon, and I finally finished uh, pre-written during my future about two weeks ago. This is a direct sequel to Aurora Dreams, except that we have two new groups. Uh, we, we have um, a Prismi and Puriti. Puriti are actually a Korean group. And what? Bo- Koreans in my Japanese cartoons? Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, kind, that, that was kind of weird. And uh, uh, bo- only SNK does that. B- both of them are also real groups. You can Google them and find them. All right. So, yeah, that, that was interesting. Uh, this one got a lot more humorous and a lot more slapsticky and cartoony, uh, setting the stage uh, later for Petit uh, Para, and I, I guess. However, it was kind of a shit show. It's, uh, there, there's some hope. It's not all... It's not all terrible, but there's very low lows. The first 13 episodes were like... I, I think the first 11 episodes were like, oof, not so good. It gets better when the purity uh, comes comes in, and, and then it gets into random shit episode. So uh, you, you watched 51 episodes, even though you didn't like it much? Yeah, it, it, it was just kind of okay, but like... it. it, it 
if people are not watching Prepara, like if I can't make people watch Prepara, people are certainly not fucking watching this one. This is definitively the black sheep of the series. The the uh, the the drama episodes were really fucking good, but the rest of it is like a, a up and down shit show. Oh, and the, the uh, song's not as good. Oh no, the songs. Uh, the the song slaps. The thing is that it's really fucking weird because for the first twenty six episode, they only have about two fucking songs. This is weird. What for an idol show? That's. Y- was yeah, that a that, deliberate choice, or were they being lazy? I, I don't know. I don't. Sometimes these shows don't plan their shit carefully. Uh, I know that the, and Primagi that was also a problem. They they had each idol had a single song, and then they got into some sort of story arc where they formed zero eventually, and then these songs only got used about once or twice in the 51 episodes. Uh, otherwise, it was like only the, their, their solo, and it's, yeah. However, the first two songs in this fucking slaps. So there's that at least. There's right. that at least. S- send me some links later. Oh, I, I, I will be ripping this later. Because I've been waiting until I finish Rainbow Life because uh, I ordered the pretty written uh, special complete CD box. So I have the three pre-written series, all of the music complete right next to me. So I paid for CDs. Yes. You're turning Japanese. I really think so. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I have the Prepara Complete uh, CD Collection. I have Kirato Prichan Season 1 and Season 2 Complete Collection. I'm missing Season 3. Shit, did you import all that? Yes. Fuck. You know, music's free on the internet, right? I, I know, but I, I wanted to have the fucking CDs. I, wa- I wanted to... Um, uh, to convert all this shit to Opus, you know? Um, yeah, uh, I have the series. I, I just love these series uh, this much, actually. But oh, I just I, imagine I, Mew listening to this shit on the bus on his portable CD player like it's fucking 2004. No, no not, not portable CD player. I just put that shit on my phone. Okay. But but yeah, I, I just fucking love the series. They're my future, not good. However, I uh, last weekend I started the the sequel, pre-written Rainbow Live, fifty-one episodes, and I finished it this weekend. So ab- about a week. Fifty-one episodes in a week. You, yes. you are superhumanly addicted to Chinese cartoons, man. Yes, and uh, fuck, this one is fucking amazing. That is why I finished it in a week. All right, tell us about it. Where the fuck do I even start? All right. The beginning. Yeah, I've I've written (laughs) a a small script about this. Oh, boy. there are my future sync so that rainbow live cold fly also also the, also this is really this is really fucking weird because it's 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 the same exact staff 
the same staff that that did the Dare My Future did Rainbow Live. So they, they did an absolute, they did a stinker, and then they did the most fucking amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> maybe they maybe they practice. learned their lesson, or maybe their boss cracked out the whip. I, I don't know what happened. I, I really, I'd really love to see interview to see what what exactly they did because uh, the the first series was okay, but it was kind of mid. During my future was very bad, and then they they come back a third time for a fucking masterpiece. I I, I don't fucking know what happened. Maybe they maybe they actually paid their animators more than ten k a year. <laughs> well, well, it did get a quality bump too. Uh, there's a few quality issues, but I think nothing offensive. But anyways, let, let's go to the synopsis. Uh, Naru Ayase is an 8th grader who can see colors of music when she listens to it. For Naru, who is extremely good at decorating, becoming the owner of a shop like Dare Crown was her dream. One day she finds out that the manager of a newly opened shop uh, is recruiting middle school girls who can do prison dance and he, and Naru immediately applies. Naru began, begins the prison dance at the audition uh, she's never done that before and Anora she's never experienced spread out in front of her. At that moment a, a mysterious girl named Rine asks her if she can see rainbow music. It's not a bad synopsis but it's missing a bit of infos. Um, uh, Naru gets the job and she ends up uh, hiring more employees at the, as the Prism Stone manager and they have to be able to perform uh, Prism shows too. Uh, Naru and her friends at, at Prism Stone quickly finds um, themselves a rival group of, of really mean girls from the elite school uh, focused on Prism's show called Edel Rose. So you actually get, uh, at least at first, you get villains that are really keen on messing with the protagonist. It's a little bit awkward explaining the plot because it's revealed slowly and most of it later because the envoy from the Prism world to fix the situation, uh, well, she completely forgot uh, how it goes. On the other hand, compared to Primagie, since there's no real premise of a plot at first, there's no real hurry to advance it. So you, so you kind of don't get annoyed that the uh, the plot doesn't advance. But anyways, there's plenty of fucking drama to go. So some really good drama too. What's the difference from this one compared to um, some of the more comedic later on? Like Prepara went full comedy. It's that uh, Rainbow Live is very drama-heavy, and the drama is absolutely amazing. No melodrama, no shit drama, no fucking stretching of the drama forever. Everything is properly built up. You're fully shown the reason of why things are. There's some foreshadowing, and everything is interwined, and everything wraps up nicely in those two... uh, uh, 51 episodes. So I got a question. Yes. So the synopsis mentions that the main girl can see the colors of music when she listens to it. Mm-hmm. So how big of a portion of the visuals does that make up? Uh, not, not really. Oh, <laughs> I, that's the only thing that sounded interesting. 
Et, et, et it's kind of a plot excuse as to be, because, because Naru's a big dum-dum. Uh, she didn't actually read the um the the what was it the 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 job recruiting sheet and she didn't know she had to do a a, a prison live and uh she just ends up doing it anyways oh, that's a real life condition called synesthesia so some people associate uh, certain musical tones with colors and such but i see but i I'd like to see a like an uh, an exaggerated fantasy version of that in music. Well, it's not that it's not actually a plot element. It comes up here and there, but it's not as important as the synopsis make it seem. Yeah. But all right, so I've seen a years of anime drama failure. A years. Uh, I remember that orange show where some girl gets uh, a letter from the future. It's just a couple of pages. She doesn't even fucking read it. What? <laughs> you, 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 do you remember this for middle orange? I believe we talked about that in, in the past. Yeah, vaguely. I remember that. I don't, uh, I don't remember a lot of it, but yeah. Yeah, I just watched a few episodes because uh, and dropped it because it was absolute fucking nonsense. But, but basically, the girl gets a letter from the future. She she starts reading it and then stops reading it, and, and, and then things that could be prevented, like in the first few episodes, j- just happens because she she didn't read all of it, and it it made so fucking little sense that even the escapist, you know, the website did a comic on this. <laughs> She's like one of the stupid characters who dies quickly in a Devil Survivor games. Yeah, so the, it, it, I'm talking about this just, just to put like an example of how fucking shit drama can be. Uh, there, there was that oh fuck, I, I forget the name, but there was like an anime where s- some girl to uh, avoid getting confessed to she, she forced some dude to be her fake boyfriend no this is not nisekoi and, and then later they, they just kind of sh- show her why she a mean bitch to everyone well she have a hard family life but it, it just like a, a two minute fucking flashback or something it explains nothing and she just has a hard family life and that's it that, that's that's it. the it's, excuse for every single character that acts like a fucking shit. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, that's that's not an excuse to be a cunt. A, yeah. a lot of people had hard childhoods. Get over it. Yeah, I know, but but yeah, and this, you get like more of an explanation, and uh, yeah. So I've seen years of drama failure, and the God, the Garam Sunday morning show for the little girl does it amazingly. What, what the fuck? This is some of the best drama I've seen in an anime, and it gets actually pretty intense for for what you know for for a, a children's show. And uh, it it might be a little simple, I guess, but it's preferable to all the other shit. So it's fifty-one episode. It's very watchable. So there's not there's no reasons not to. And hopefully that's the Trojan horse for getting you all into this shit. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I you're wish gonna I have could... to bri- you're gonna have to bribe me. <laughs> I, yeah, I wish sorry. I could I could talk more about the plot about this, but it's kind of awkward without getting into like fucking spoilers. 
But yeah. So which ones? That's die? always the struggle. Which, which ones one? die? No, no. There's there's nobody that dies, but actually, I, I'll reveal like one plot element. Uh, it, Ito's family, uh, her family have has been um, has been teared apart because her, her dad want uh, wanted to to bring back. Um, is uh, is band with a uh, bandmate, and he got into a car accident, and his bandmate died. Oh, that's the closest this gets Kill to issue. death. Yeah, yeah, but that's kind of interesting because uh, I remember watching the Amazing Spider-Man, and then they kept fucking skirting around actually saying that Uncle Ben died, and then they did this fucking Japanese show for, for little girl that airs at like. 8 or 9 a.m. just fucking casually mentions this. Yeah, Not even, uh, but Amer- American cartoons in the 80s and 90s had this ridiculous rule against not only showing death, this but is even a 2010 it. show. Oh, oh amazing Spider Man. It's, uh, it's, it's still going on. That's fucking dumb because any kid who's grown up in clown world is going to be familiar with horrible shit that's happening in real life. Yeah, the 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 shit pissed me off, but but yeah, R- Rainbow Lime is just oh my fucking god! It, it activated my autism. I I, I felt <laughs> it. I felt it again. I felt nice. it the, the same thing. I felt. I felt the same thing. I felt when I um, uh, sorry. I, I the same thing. I felt when I watch uh, Prepara Kirato Prichan etc. Man, you really love this shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really I'm just, fucking love. I'm just commenting that your your enthusiasm is pretty infectious. I'm glad to have you on this show. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be on this show too. Oh, so anything else you want to cover about Pretty Rhythm before we continue? Uh, I I wish I could. I w- really wish I could talk more about this, but. It, we really go into spoiler. I, I just really recommend this to everyone. And the ride is not over yet. Because the show also has uh, three characters. Uh, three male characters that ends up uh, setting up uh, the next two movies called King of Prison. Oh, so it'll have male characters for a change? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, instead of uh, of being like a girls' tournament about being Prism Queen, uh, th- th- this would be a boys' tournament about be- becoming uh, Prism King. Sounds pretty gay, but. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, the, the, this is a show for children, so it won't actually get get, get gay. But yeah, because uh, it's it's not made in a Western country. But but anyways. Uh, this is the last thing pre-rhythm I have to watch. So, King of Prism, two movies that are apparently absolutely amazing, and then thirteen episodes that are kind of so-so. But yeah, the uh, once I, I I watch this, I'll be done with pre-rhythm. You'll never be done in your heart. Oh no! They, they, this will follow me fucking forever. Uh, <laughs> Just fucking look at my brother. Look at my top enemy. Just look at my top enemy. Uh, I'm going to see a lot of primary colors and gigantic eyes. 
Look at uh, at the fourth entry. Look at what happened. Yeah, a lot of Ugu shit and Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, pre-rhythm Rainbow Life fourth entry. This went into yeah. my top five immediately. Man, you need to make a favorite manga list so I can laugh at it. Oh god, no! no I haven't. Wa- I haven't read enough. Fucking normie. Well, there are no normies on this show. <laughs> yeah, there's too much autism here for anyone to be a normie. All right, anything else to say, Mew, before we continue? Uh, maybe to make everyone interested, these shows are kind of like uh, Idol Battle Shonen, but Shoujo. So, lots of competition. Well, b- basically, you could say that the 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 lines are fight, the prism jumps are attacks. You have characters constantly commenting during during e- each other's fight or live. There, there's always, at least for the longer ones, there's always new stronger characters appearing. Uh, they they fight to become Prism Queen, Prism King, Kami Idol, etc. So th- there's uh, a lot of tournament arcs. There's uh, training arcs, etc. You know, it, it's yeah. it's a lot. It's really Idol Baoshona. And I think that's why they're so fucking exciting. <laughs> you know, you know, Baoshona are really fucking exciting. And so are these shows. Yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, I'm going to add this to my planning to watch list. You've convinced me. Ah, uh, yes. So maybe sometime five or ten years from now, I'll remember this conversation and look this up. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Dad's going to watch this show around the same time I read Berserk. <laughs> so about two months. Read Berserk, Darwin. <laughs> Not yet. Yes, yeah. I'll read Berserk when you watch Dragon Ball, faggot. <laughs> but but I, after after pre rhythm, I, I have Aikatsu. So and the first Aikatsu series is like two hundred episodes. Oh shit! <laughs> after that, there's Aikatsu stars too. And so, you're so, gonna watch Jesus, every. You're gonna watch every idol show ever made. <laughs> Aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, m- maybe. I-, I also have um, uh, Mermaid Melody w- w- waiting in a corner. So, so, yeah. Yeah, and by the time you watch all that shit, there will be several years of new material. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> nice. Uh, one good thing about being a weeb is that there's unlimited supply to go with your unlimited demand for these cartoons. G- good lord, we have so much. La- la- like I've said several times, uh, anime seems to be going badly right now. There is a lot of fucking IATs going on. A lot. I think there's there's like six this season right now. This is crazy. So So if the entire industry goes tits up, we still have fucking decades of good shit. You know, I, I covered the fucking 2010 de- decade, and there were a shitload of good show I didn't even watch. So. Oh yeah, it, we could de- devote our lives to being scholars of these 
Asian cartoons and never be satisfied. Yeah, the, there's so much good fucking shit. It, like every season, I watch so much, and there, there there's there, there's so much more to watch. Yeah, I can barely keep up with the seasonal shit, and I don't even have time to watch the older shit that I've been meaning to watch for years, like Monster or something. Yeah, oh, it, Monster's freaking so good. It, and then there's the more obscure stuff, like pre-rhythm Rainbow Live. That, that none of that was uh, a sub officially. So this is technically obscure. Yeah, it is crazy that there's still a lot of shows that don't get official releases considering how popular anime is now. Well, I mean, this was back in 2013, so yeah. And also children's show uh, usually got a skip. I, I mean, uh, we didn't get Pricker subbed officially until very recently. However, uh, mo most of that was because of Saiban. And then... Uh, the license was sold to Asbro, which uh, sat their ass in it, uh, on it for a while, but I think they, they allowed the um, Crunchyroll to, to, to sub the shit, finally. Yeah, you know, you'd think like more of these American companies would be picking up uh, already-made cartoons and just you know, grabbing the license, considering a lot of these networks really don't have a lot of new shit coming out. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, that's kind of crazy. But I suppose that um, picking up the license and uh, dubbing it Xera, it, it's kind of a shit show for them. Because I, uh, there used to be a saying that um, anime license, li license were really fucking expensive. So yeah. Oh, and by the way, Pripara almost got uh, picked up for a dub. There is actually leaked material uh, of a test dub for it. And uh, it's probably for the better that they didn't because it, it, because the, the test dub is garbage. Yeah, you don't want normal fags infesting your hobby anyway. Yeah, they, they, they completely de destroy the personality of, of Kuma. And uh, it, it's... it's uh, y y I don't even know how the fuck they will handle Xi'an. Shion is like the, the most Japanese woman to have ever fucking existed. Just have her complain about the patriarchy. <laughs> like, like, basically, Shion is... Um, uh, you know the, um, the game Go? Yeah, the board game. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, she's a Go world champion. And when she thinks... She thinks... Uh, th th there's like... Um, uh, you know when a character thinks and there's like um, uh, a complex animation going on, but she thinks in terms of Go, she actually she also always have Go pieces where that she launches. And, and to to prove how much uh, uh, how much Japanese she is, she um, she she thinks uh, that a love letter is a is a is a letter of a challenge. <laughs> and then she challenged the character <laughs> and very Japanese challenge. But anyway, she yeah, is she sounds like she sounds like best girl. Oh, so that, she's that's great. actually kind of funny. She, she, she's great. Oh, Pripara is fucking hilarious, actually. Pripara is fucking amazing. But but yeah, she I, I have no idea how the fuck they will handle that character. Oh, yeah. Also, she keeps talking 
and some kind of uh, three kanji proverbs. It's impossible I, to translate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good, good, good job dubbing that. Well, that's why we have Spurgs on the internet to translate or entertain they probably, for us. They probably wouldn't even really try. They'd probably just make her like rhyme or something. Maybe who the fuck knows what they will do it, because she, they she, give her she, some other gimmick because that's not really something you could easily translate. Because she isn't in the um, the, the early mature the, the leaked material, so yeah. So I've been playing some video lately. Yeah, well, what you been playing? Been playing Grim Guardians Demon Purge. Oh, I've heard of that. So it's by NT Creates, who made the Blaster Master Zero series and the uh, Bloodstained, the 2D ones. Uh. So this came out just a couple of days ago. So this is inspired by the old Castlevania games. So it feels more like Rondo of Blood or Castlevania 4 than it does uh, anything more modern. But it, it's not quite like those, like um, you can change your direction while you're jumping. Um, and it has a cool system where uh, you can switch between these two main girls who have different attack styles. And it, if one of them dies, you, d you don't lose a life. Uh, it's like one girl will fall unconscious and you restart the level with the other girl and you can go give her CPR to continue. Oh, I, I, I imagine that the... Um... They just took the the system from the uh, retro Bloodstain uh, game they made because you could switch oh, yeah, between character, right. and that was also stolen from Castlevania Three. Yeah, there's heavy, heavy Castlevania influence here, but it does some new things. Like there's a sizable difference between the two characters and. Uh, as you go through the levels, you'll have to switch between them frequently to deal with different kinds of enemies and other obstacles. It's really well-crafted. It has great sprite work, and uh, may Allah forgive me. I I turned on the dub. I'm listening to this with English voices, because I can read fast enough to watch anime and read text at the bottom of the screen, but not enough to play an intense action game. And also oh. read at the bottom of the screen. Oh, is is there is this one of those that uh, they talk during the fight? Yeah, oh, the characters yeah, are that's... real motor mouths. So yeah. they got they got some American actresses with really high pitched voices to squeak out the dialogue. So is this the dub good or what? Yeah, uh, I've only heard the two. Oh, there's two characters, and there's this uh, succubus girl who owns the castle who. Takes on the role of Dracula in this. Does she do the RR thing or no? Uh, I have not listened to it subbed. Okay. So I, I can't say, but uh, Damn. yeah, this story is not really relevant. the The fun part is uh, going through this castle, fighting monsters. It has really cool boss fights. If if you look on the Steam page, it'll show you a few examples. Yeah, I'm looking at the page right now. The spray work is very nice. It's very clean. Yeah, this is one of those rare games I bought without even testing it because I just like everything this company makes. They deserve my money.
Nice, nice. Yep, good game. Strongly recommended. Uh, I've started uh, Atelier Safi, but I have nothing to say about it yet. Be because I, I, I keep buying these um, Atelier Tree Pack when I, um, w when I can. So I'm going to have soon nine old Atelier games to fucking finish. <sighs> it it, it never ends. Dude, that series started in the PS1 era. You're I, I never going to finish. I know, and they, they just announced a remake of Atelier Marie, the first one. So, yeah. So, you're set for life in that regard. Oh, yeah, when are you going to release the retrospective series on that? <laughs> Some <laughs> eight-hour-long YouTube video. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. All right, I got nothing else. Do you? Nope. Nope, I, I, I think I'm done for now. All right, you All got right. anything else, Full Metal, before we continue your best of list? Yes, I do. Okay, so I also played some video, and uh, I played Tetris Effect, and th this counts because it's actually made by a Japanese studio. Actually, I think it was made by two. Uh, Monsters, Resonaire, Stage Games. That's what it says as developers on the Wikipedia. Yeah, the 2018 game. Yes, this is a 2018. And this is like, if you've ever played like Res, like one of those games, it's like, it's less of a game and more like a rhythm experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like that, but you're also playing Tetris. So it's got these like crazy visuals and these like really unique songs and it kind of the beat kind of goes in time with you placing Tetris blocks. And it, I don't know, there's not much to say about it. It's just really cool. Just a new take on an old formula. Looks cool. Yeah. It's very it's yeah, it's very artsy. The music is very nice. I, I don't it's, know. It's I... just got vibes. I played Tetris DS, so I'm not sure this is going to beat that. Yeah, uh, Tetris DS had a lot of bonus modes, if I recall. Yeah, but 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 even like the main mode, it 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 was just kind of agreed to have been like one of the best fucking Tetris game to ever have been released. Yeah, did you play this in VR? Full metal. I did not. I I don't own VR. Um, so Probably. I just played this on my computer. Yeah, it still sounds like a cool experience. I'll keep this tab yeah. open to look at later. Yeah, it's really neat. And uh, even if you don't play it, just listen to the music. It's kind of interesting. But yeah, it, there's not too much to say about it. It's just uh, you know, really cool. If you've ever played uh, Res, yeah. you kind of have an idea of, you know, uh, with the kind of uh, the ambient sort of... Um, feel is to this the, the, right, the, the, there's another game you can compare it to but i forget the oh yeah luminous i think yeah luminous oh the psp game. I, yeah uh yeah i've heard of Lu i haven't played luminous so i can't say anything about it but that i that is also one that people uh, compare yeah, this yeah, to you you also place uh blocks on the rhythm but I, I wasn't very impressed with it i think there's also another really old game on PC 
that I forgot the name of because I'm talking like early Humble Bundle or Bundle Royale. Which I'm talking probably Art. like 2012 or something. Uh, it was okay. all also some sort of blog games where you put them on a grid and there's like a, a, a music bar coming. Uh, it, it's actually kind of cool, but yeah. Or Crypt of the Necro Dancer? Is that what no, you're talking no, about? No, no, much more earlier than that. Yeah, I can't think of any. I, I, yeah, can, I, can, sure. I can maybe find it on Steam if I... Uh, to music... There we go. It is it uh, a chime chime chime. I don't think let, I've heard of that one. Let, let, let me link it. Thank God for first Steam uh, cool filter options. <laughs> I will have never found it otherwise. I've okay. never seen this. Yeah, I've never uh, seen this before. 2010 game. It looks interesting. This is actually kind of cool. Yeah, it looks neat. I'll put that on my wish list. Check it out later. Yeah, it's it's, it's probably gonna be really cheap during sales if it's still uh, if yeah. it's still discounted during sale. It's the kind of game that's so old is gonna go like for fifty cents. All yeah, right, you could probably cool. pick it up for like a buck or two or something next Steam sale because it's only like five bucks normally. Uh, I don't want to get addicted to Tetris again, but it looks like I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, you got addicted to Tetris? Uh, yeah, in 89, when the original Game Boy came out, my parents bought one because it was really cheap. And most everyone in my family got addicted to it. It was the one video game we all enjoyed. Did, did, you, did you get the Tris Vision? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. That's what this game is named after, Tetris Effect. It's the phenomenon where people yes. like still saw Tetraminos outside of the game. Yeah, dream about falling blocks and shit. Yeah. Oh no, not yeah. not, dr not dream, not dream. No, I like see it in their vision. You, yeah, you you see it like in in real life. Like at some point, it, it happened to me with Tetris. It happened to me with Tetris Attack slash Puzzle League. <laughs> I, I, at some point, and I mean, I was in fucking college too. At some point, I, I check my um, teacher's face. All I see is blocks, and all I'm thinking about is how can I solve this efficiently. <laughs> <laughs> that's some solve, autism man. solve your professor's face yeah it's, exactly the, the, this is the Tetris effect it, it's real and it's crazy sounds like a Jojo fight <laughs> I'm surprised but, uh, it's not a Jojo fight uh, t t talking of Tetris did you know that Tetris the Grandmaster the first one is out on consoles including Switch now that's the I ultra hard version for like extremely devoted Asian Spurgs, right? Yes, the the one where if you want to get the Grandmaster tile, you you actually have to do some a bunch of crazy shit, and then you yeah, have to like an, a level with invisible blocks. Yes, yes, and you have to have a few Tetris to actually complete it. To 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 have like the Grandmaster tile. Oh, damn. Yeah, in I remember in early YouTube or even pre YouTube, I saw some videos of that. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. You, it's you, absurd you have to be... Tetris skill levels. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. I, I I'm not like the best at Tetris. I do all right. 
I, I, I do pretty good. I do pretty good, but man, uh, playing uh, Pew Pew Tetris uh, online, uh, you, 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 see, you see the people have like a whole other fucking skill level, and it's crazy. Oh, by the yeah. way, Pew, Pew Pew Tetris, really cheap. Uh, uh, some of the best version of both Pew Pew and Tetris. Yeah, that's and, on the Switch, right? Yeah, it's, it's on the Switch. Uh, also, if the demo is still up, or if the Japanese demo is still is still up, because that's that's also an option, the demo on Switch is extremely permissible. You can basically play uh, match versus friends or CPU for for fucking ever with almost like very little um, a restriction. It, it, it's actually pretty cool to just have around your Switch just in case. What exactly is the difference between Puyo Puyo and Puyo Puyo Tetris? Because I played Puyo Puyo, but not Puyo Puyo Tetris. Because Puyo Puyo Tetris, there's Puyo Puyo, there's Tetris, and then there's a weird mixed mode where it change it, it changes to to Puyo Puyo, it changes to Tetris, and then there's also another mixed mode where it's both at the same time, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, that sounds like you'd have to be really into puzzle games. I prefer the pushing blocks style, like Adventures of Lolo, rather than the falling blocks Tetris style. If you like uh, puzzle puzzles, uh, I really, really recommend the Incredible Machine Collection on GOG. Yeah, those games are cool. Those games are really fucking cool. Uh, Yeah, they made one for uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah, yeah, and there's also a cartoon one. However, these ones are not available in GOG, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going to have to search abandoned wear sites for them. Oh, it's probably on archive.org. Yeah, thank you, Jason Scott. (laughs) He has a decent podcast, too. All right, shall we continue Full Metal's top list? Sure, where where are we? I I heard, like, uh, Kill a Kill? Yeah. Are we gonna gonna fucking talk about Kill a Kill again? (laughs) Very briefly, uh, I'll just I'll quickly go over the ones that uh, we don't really need to talk about. But uh, I did uh, before we get into that, want to give a quick uh, shout out to a channel that I've been watching on YouTube called Hikikomori Media. So they don't do exclusively Japanese stuff, but a lot of it is. Like he has a whole series on like the sweary games. And I've just been enjoying his content for uh, on and off for a couple months now, and I just wanted to give him a shout out because perfect. All right, I'll look this up later. Yeah, uh, I I like that his his videos aren't like saturated with like cringy humor, like AVGN. That might be a controversial take, but I never really liked his content. So because you're zoomer. I I don't know. It's just not. I just never found it funny, and I don't like the skits that a lot of those guys do. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. The skits are really annoying. Uh, I kind of like Scott the Was because most of it is a very rapid fire joke. So if yeah, something, Scott does it all right. If something doesn't land, it, it it's usually over before you're annoyed. He has right. longer skits, but I think he's one of the more successful one. 
Yeah, that, but, I'm thinking of the channel awesome guys with really embarrassing, yeah. unfunny 10-minute skits oh, yeah. in their yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah I never yeah, watched like these actually. Angry Joe also. Like that, I hate, I can't watch his yeah, channel. Furious Fernandez. I hate that guy. <laughs> I, I love the alternate name. But, but yeah, uh, uh, AVGN was uh, mostly better in the beginning. I was literally yeah. watch, watching that shit in high school. Oh, I... He put out a book, I think, last year. It was pretty good. Uh, however, he's kind of coming back. His, his last few episodes, I've, uh, I've kept it simple, stupid, and uh, they're kind of better for it, I think. Yeah, just talk about video and say fuck. That's what people want. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, let's finally get into Full Metal's list. All right. All right. So tell us about Kill the Kill. No. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, tell us about Kimetsu no Yaiba. Now I'll go over Kiliko real quick. Not really. It's just it, it's tr it was Trigger's best thing before uh, Cyberpunk. I I still think Cyberpunk's better than Kill a Kill. But this was uh, it, it's great. It's great fun. Don't watch it in front of kids. Way too dirty. Little yeah. Witch Academia. That's all I say. No. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Kumitsuno <laughs> Yaiba. There's nothing more to say about this either, honestly. Uh, everyone it's very, knows it's, it's yeah, everyone knows about this. It's de like de defeated America's comic book industry, which is hilarious to me, and it always will be. But yeah, the, it's the like people when a, who shit on it. It's like when an older grade school bully puts his hand against a little kid's face. <laughs> the little kid is swinging at empty air. Just like helicoptering their fucking fist, yeah. yeah. Just embarrassing. So, yeah. So this is this is like one of the more normie friendly shows you could watch with somebody. Like if you wanted to get somebody to anime, this is definitely one that you could uh, bring up. It doesn't do anything terribly offensive, but it maintains a, a certain level of uh, charm in its art style and animation. I've still never seen it or read it. I I know I need to. I'm sure I like it, but I've complained about it. Yeah, you're just being a contrarian faggot, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it multiple times. Let's continue. Yeah, that's yeah. Fun. All right, now here's one that we I'm pretty sure we haven't talked about. Uh, Kino no Tabi, the beautiful world, or Kino's journey. Yeah, and I'm specifically I, I've, I've talking about the. So, sorry, I, I've just heard that this is amazing. I've heard this for years. It is. Yeah, it's number one rated for 2003 on yeah, the Annie list. Yeah, I'm specifically talking about the 2003 one. I think they did like another one in like 2017 or something. Uh, that's I didn't see that one, so I have no fucking idea what that's all about. But the 2003 one is like, it's really interesting. So, so what's it about? Uh, why don't you read the uh, synopsis? Okay. Based on a hit light novel series by Keiichi Sigsawa, the philosophical Kino's journey employs the time-honored motif of the road trip as a vehicle for self-discovery and universal truth. Deeply meditative and cooler than zero, the series follows the existential adventures of the apt marksman Kino, along with talking motorcycle Hermes, as they travel the world and learn much about themselves in the process. 
imaginative, thought-provoking, and sometimes disturbing, Kino's journey is documented in an episodic style with an emphasis on atmosphere rather than action or plot, though still prevalent. That, 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 yeah, that, I mean, that's that... really shit. Who rolled this cooler than zero, really? Yeah, that's, uh, it's not the best, but it kind of gets the point. Kino's oh, journey is kind <laughs> of hard to talk about because it's so, like, it's so ethereal and its story is sort of it's told to you in chunks and it's it leaves a lot uh open-ended it it's it almost goes for a dark souls-esque storytelling where you just kind of get bits and pieces here and you have to fill it in and there's so many weird things going on at once that you wonder like what kind of fucking world is this so kino travels from like country to country there's like a bunch of like very tiny countries the world is very fragment uh fragmented and um she's just going from country to country on her motorcycle and these countries are they vary wildly from each other some being pretty normal and some being very goofy and silly just like uh the the people they they just like to wear dumb masks or something and other countries are uh very oppressive they're very totalitarian and militaristic and uh, some are like weird cult countries. They have these crazy, like cultish uh, sort of rules, and it, you just never know what you're going to experience next. And there's supernatural phenomenons, and there's like ruined cities, entire cities sunken or destroyed. It's just yeah. really fascinating. This sounds freaking it, rad. It, it has this air of sort of melancholy, but also kind of like hope and curiosity at the same time. It's very interesting. Yeah, on Annie listed for the similar shows that recommends Girls, Last Tour, uh, Majo no Tabi Tabi, and To Your Eternity. So Yeah, yeah uh, Road Trip Anime Prima. Yeah, there's a strong yeah. chance that I'll enjoy this. Yeah, you'll probably like it. Is this why nerds on the internet say Kino? No. Uh, no, that's like I think that's from like uh, the German word for like uh, cinematography or something. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I think it comes from a German Does it? I, I've seen a screenshot on 4chan of the Super Mario Bros. movie, not the new one, the old one, and uh, uh, there's a cinema and Bowser's world called Koopa's Kino or some shit like this. Either that or it's a Photoshop, but the 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 set in that movie were fucking wild. Oh yeah, no, you know it's just short for the word kinographic or kinography, which just means film. cinema. It just means a movie. Okay. Interesting. Man, I need to watch this. It's thirteen episodes, so possible movie night material. Yeah, it's pretty short. Oh sure, and, that, that, uh, that, that, honestly, that's the dub is fairly competent. That, 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 that's a so pretty that's fucking good idea. That's, that's yeah, a pretty fucking say. good idea. And it and it's it's episodic, so most of the episodes don't really lead into the next one. It's just Kino's mm -hmm. at a different place doing a different thing. Yeah, that'll and, be good um, for people who drop in and out of like different movie night times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah let, uh, let's do it, please. I haven't seen that yeah. here for so for, for arms. And also, Kino's motorcycle talks. It's like sentient for some reason. I don't it's know like why. It just or some shit. Yeah, basically. For whatever reason. It's not a computer. It's just like a magical thing. It's like, yeah, motorcycles can just talk. 
Is it like that Shinto okay. belief that all objects have souls? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's it's just specifically motorcycles for some reason. That's why it has a name. And uh, I didn't think they would actually do this, but they actually do show Kino's origin story, which is very interesting. Like, I was actually blown away. Like, I, I figured with all this, like, mystery, they'd usually keep... They usually keep the main characters of these, like, uh, sort of mysterious shows. They keep their origins very, like, mysterious. But no, they actually just straight up tell you, like, how Kino uh, became the person that she is. Interesting. Yeah, this is a high priority for us to watch. Yeah, let, let, let's do yeah, that. For, for, for us, that will have something in the... Uh... Uh, an anime and the the movie night that we both haven't seen that that'd be great. Yeah, as a change oh, yeah, of pace. I think from you guys the, really like it. From the usual ultra violent '80s OVAs, I like to play. Yeah, the, there is some fighting and some violence, but it's not the main. Uh, it's not the main thing. You're really here for the vibes, for like the curious stories. Yeah, it sounds pretty rad, but let's continue. All right, next one. Kaseju Sai no Kakuritsu, or Parasite the Maxim. Something we haven't so. talked about enough, I think. Yeah, we mentioned this briefly a couple of years ago. Yeah. Because it was on Muse list. And yeah, I it, it, was, yeah, it was anime of the season, I think. Yeah, and I mentioned that, that I saw... a really good anime. I read the, some of the manga of the original, because... I think like 94, there was a magazine called Mix Zine that took several different manga and put them in a one magazine, Japanese style. Like they, they had Parasite, Sailor Moon. I can't remember any of the others. That, 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 that is a wild mix. Yeah. Parasite and Sailor Moon. That, it's just, is it from yeah. Japan? We'll take it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> this is a very different demographic here. Yeah, right. So if you if you've seen Parasite the Maxim, you would know why it's so different because it's very violent but also very weird. Okay, it had uh Gundam Blue Destiny, Magic Knight Ray Earth. Jesus. So it didn't last very long. Yeah, they, they probably mix them all together to get as much of the ends as possible because uh, manga magazine are, are kind of a weird thing in the west. You know, yeah, like yeah, but in the starting of the two thousands, I've seen uh, the, I've seen American magazines that take manga and like put multiple different series together in one magazine. Yeah, apparently Shonen Jump exists here, I think now. So yeah, Parasite, it's really cool. Like I watched a little bit of the Maxim just to get caught up with it. Yeah, so basically the story of Parasite is that uh, one day, like, these parasitic aliens, like, end up on Earth, and they start boring into people's brains and just taking over their bodies, and, um, but that, that doesn't always work for all of them. Sometimes they end up boring into the wrong person or the wrong body part, and in the main character's uh, situation, he ends up gaining an alien hand. Yeah, he, he notices he's getting possessed, so he ties a tourniquet around his arm, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. As as a result, he's only partially possessed by this alien. So since they're sharing yeah. the same body, they have to work together. Yeah, because the alien can't just leave uh, because then it'll die. It's already attached and it can't like it can't separate itself yeah, without it, dying. I know to some listeners that might sound like the premise for a wacky comedy, but no, this gets pretty yeah, dark. It's, yeah, it's not very comedic, honestly. It's It has its moments that are kind of funny, but it's mostly like... I don't want to say it's horror, but it's it's Somewhat. kind of horror. Somewhat. It's somewhat horror. I think yeah, it is labeled as a horror, but it's more of a some... psychological thing. Yeah, there's some body horror to drama. it, but yeah, yeah. This there's is a fight. cool there's series. Even like show, there's even shonen as fighting, like the the for whatever reason the aliens decided that the most optimum weapon for like one on one fighting is uh, tentacles with knives attached to the end. Which I guess works pretty pretty good. Yeah, most people can't defend against that. Yeah, I suppose if you're just swinging thirty fucking blades at the same time, eventually it's gonna kill somebody. But it's funny how that's how most uh, fights go uh, until guns are introduced and then niggas just get blasted. But um, yeah, this does something that I wish. Uh, other series did where it makes the 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 humans not fucking retarded so like there's this anime called shiki that i absolutely despise because the whole show only operates because of the premise of everyone in there is a fucking retard it's 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 about vampires it's just about vampires showing up killing a bunch of people and converting half of them to vampires and nobody really sees that it's a problem until it's too much of a problem And uh, yeah, I've this not doesn't seen do Shiki. that. Like, not much of a spoiler, but eventually it's discovered that these aliens are here, and the government goes on an all-out war to fucking exterminate them, and it's based. Yep, that's exactly what would happen. Yeah, genocide is a good thing, actually. Well, just depends <laughs> on the victim of the genocide, because these aliens yeah. are just murderous the, bastards. Yeah, they like 99.9% of them are just like vicious bastards. They don't give two fucking shits about humans or anything. Yeah, there's some black comedy where the uh, the main character he has arguments with the alien in his hand about how to do things. His hand just yeah. wants to kill his enemies and reproduce as soon as possible. And yeah. no, that's not how most humans work. So some humans work. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I will. But right, anyway. so, yeah, Parasite the Maxim is good. And I can recommend the original manga as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So next one. I, I mean, do I even really have to say anything? Konosuba. I mean, this is just like peak isekai parody. Uh, probably one of the funniest anime out there. I, I've, I've put it in, I think, my top 10 anime of the decade. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure of the list. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't even remember what, what I did when uh, I, I did multiple lists, but yeah, this kind of belongs on it, I think. It's, and, it's a, yeah, I would say it's a must-watch a must for any like fan of fantasy or isekai. 
comedy also. Yeah, or just comedy in general. It's just a very solid comedy. Yeah, even if you're sick of isekai already. Like, this is... It's just funny, oh, yeah. man. This is good shit. Like, I, a lot of people I've seen, even if they hate isekai, they actually like Konosuba because it, it makes fun of isekai and like all the tropes, but it's not like really disrespectful of it. It's just kind of goofing. Yeah, it's a affectionate parody, you could call it. Yeah. Also, by the way, the Megumin spinoff starts next season. Yes, and I'm excited for that. And I think they're getting a proper season three. Like uh, yeah, yeah, spin-off, I, I think it's a prequel story, right? Uh, 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 sorry, what? The Megumin spinoff. That's like a prequel, right? Oh, I, 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 it's like I, her. Have, I have no idea. Uh, by I the think way, it's about her in like magical school or something. Uh, b- by the way, the um, the the movie is required to watch before season three. Yeah, it it's also just really good in general, so you should watch it anyway. The movie, yeah, the movie is absolute. Dare I say, Kino? Uh, w- wasn't there a, a famous movie director that saw it and uh, j- jokingly um, gave it a great review or something? Yeah, he said it was. I think he was being serious. Yeah, I think he was being kind of serious about it, but well, I, I forget I, I, I the think director. It was both. He was jokingly serious, but yeah, I think he liked it. Uh, yeah, I haven't paid attention to movie critics since Roger Ebert died. Wait, l- l- let me try to find it quickly. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's Pulp Fiction uh, screenwriter Roger Avery. All right. Yeah, that's he, he liked Konosuba. Yeah, yeah, he gave the movie five stars. Here's the article. It's pretty good. Noise. Yeah, I mean, honestly, even if someone's not a huge fan of like anime, they'll probably find some sort of enjoyment out of it. It does have some like anime jokes, like panty stealing and stuff. Like that's very Japanese, but it's it's just all around like good fun. Yeah, but if you don't have a stick up your ass, you love this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can show this to most normies; they'll probably enjoy it. It gets yeah, especially uh, degenerate, I think, especially in season two when it focuses on uh, on darkness. But yeah, yeah. show, show yeah. it to perverted normies; they'll enjoy it. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. I think it also works because like Kazuma is just like kind of a scum, like a scummy piece of shit. But he's also like the only competent person on the team. But he constantly gets comeuppance for like any time he does something stupid. Like, he never really gets away with being, like, pervy or, like, scammy. He always ends up getting fucked over in the end. Uh, imagine, a so JRPG. imagine a JRPG starring this team. I think they did make a video game of this, but I don't... I think it was Japan exclusive, and it was, like, a mobile game or something. Uh, oh. uh, yeah, there's a game. Yeah, really the, well, there's yeah. a game for it, and it's, it's on Steam, I think. Oh, I'll, does I'll, it I'll, oh, okay. accurately portray their fuck-ups? Like Mega Man can cast no, one spell no then idea. falls unconscious for a few battles. Nope, it's not on Steam, but uh, it's on. Uh, yeah, there's a mobile game, but yeah, th- there's a game for uh, Switch and uh, Visual Level. Uh, oh no, I I think I might be mixing it with the Dan Mashi game. Oh, I I was just thinking maybe. 
I'd like to see an accurate game based on these characters, but if it was accurate, it wouldn't be fun to play because they're all a bunch of fuck-ups. <laughs> it might be fun if it was like the the comedy was like the main aspect of the game. Yeah, a clever enough designer could make something cool out of it rather than just them not following your orders or like darkness not doing anything unless she's taken damage. There's actually, there's actually six Konosuba games. Oh, I imagine they're generic mobile shit. Uh, one. The other are all... Uh, uh, there's one on PC. The, the rest is all Vita, PlayStation 4, Switch, etc. Uh, I know one is a visual novel, but anyways, none of them uh, came, came out here, which is a bit weird, I think. Yeah, this was popular yeah, with so. Burger Lords. I I mean, considering that we got the fucking miracle uh, data live uh, fucking visual novel that contained the two old visual novel that 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 was a fucking miracle. It's it's like one hundred twenty hours of visual novel right there that they translated. Damn, that that's crazy. Uh, so Konosuba, top tier comedy. Yep, absolutely. So, let's do another five. Yep. Yeah, another five. Man, Kokaku right, so. Kidotai, which nobody ever calls it. <laughs> yeah. No, not a fucking single person. But even the original creator in the shell. Yeah, even the original creator says "Ghost in the Shell" is a way better name. Yeah, it's it just sounds cool, and it kind of like. It kind of just sort of describes the, uh, the the sort of premise of the the series. Yeah, I'm sure anyone listening to this already knows this, but it's about a in the near future, a cyborg anti-terrorist group just goes on cool missions in Japan, uh, hunts down terrorists, and searches for information and gets into lots of fights. Yeah, this was sort of the beginning of like the cyberpunk genre. Like it's not the first thing that came out, but it, it's definitely one of the biggest ones. I, I wouldn't is... say the beginning. There, there, there were a bunch of stuff in the eighties that were pretty cyberpunk. Yeah, well, the manga started in eighty nine. Yeah, but th- this was—I mean, I think like Akira, of course, was out, but uh, Ghost in the Shell, I think, was probably more popular, like globally. But both kind of like they were both uh, popular, but I think I think most people would recognize Ghost in the Shell over Akira, honestly. Uh, uh, maybe not... less so now. Akira sort of had a resurgence in popularity because even to this day, the animation just holds up because it's so beautiful. Uh, honestly, but... I probably couldn't say uh, accurately how it yeah, was like I, way I, back I'm then. I'm kind of half talking uh, out my ass, so yeah, I, I, I don't can know confirm exactly. I... Like I was in middle school in the '90s, and the other kids liked Ghost in the Shell for just the cool aesthetic, the violence and nudity, and the occasional thought-provoking bits. Yeah, I heard about Ghost in the Shell long before I heard about Akira, but also like Akira came out before I was born. So, actually, when did Ghost in the Shell come out? Uh, it also 95. Ghost in the Shell also came out before I was born. So, 
Hey, you could complain that this movie is kind of pretentious, and some parts of it are just the characters standing around saying, what is the meaning of life, man? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't like the movie too much, but people usually talk about the series. Yeah, Standalone Complex is great. I can strongly recommend that. Oh, wait, mm -hmm. is, is, it the, is it the movie or Standalone Complex that you're putting in your list? I'm specifically talking about the movie. I have not seen okay, Standalone okay. Complex, but I do hear it is very good. I have it on good authority, dad included, that <laughs> it is quite good. Um, I, I haven't yeah, the, watched it. I will eventually. Yeah, this movie's still good on its own. It has some fun, fantastic visuals. And at the time, yeah. Americans were blown away by this adult cartoon, not for kids. Yeah. Spoilers, kid, kids watched adults. it anyway. What? Yeah, I know. Like everything, yeah, kids find a way to to consume adult media whenever they can get away with it. And the original manga is also good, but it's very different. It has a has this goofy sense of humor to it that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, this one, this movie is very uh, straight. It's very Ultra straight. Serious. It's very straight. Yeah, it's very serious. And I think that's what a lot of people kind of don't like about it. A lot of the critics, rather, don't like about it, is it kind of takes itself a little too seriously, and it's not... Um, it's a little bit pretentious, honestly, if, you know. But I, I don't really mind that. I like the artsy-fartsy shit. I like... Uh, you like Angel's Egg. Into, like, I did <laughs> love Angel's Egg, dude. I, I don't I, care what anybody says. I liked it, too. But I can see why people hate it. Yeah, we've had I, I enough argument it. about that. Yeah, uh, so. we could argue about it some more because I think you're wrong and gay. <laughs> but <laughs> fuck you, Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> the movie is still worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. I've not seen the live action American one, and I probably never will. I did actually see the live action one. I don't know why. I don't remember why I watched it, but hope you didn't I think pay I went for to it. I think I went to see it in theaters with somebody actually. <laughs> Fucking normie. Uh but uh it's it's a very it was just okay. There's really nothing to talk about. It's very different from the from the anime, of course, because it went through the filters of Hollywood, so they have to like fuck it up. It it kinda has the same vibe, but also not really. Is it less worse than movie. the American live action it cowboy bebop? It's not that bad. It's not offensive. It's just like not as good as Ghost in the Shell proper. It was just it was just a whatever. It was just kind of a cash grabby movie. It was a very like five or six. Ugh. But anyway, moving on from Ghost in the Shell to Lotus Tau Senki or Record of Lotus War. I got so, Augustus on the Fediverse to watch this. Oh, nice! Yeah. Oh, that, like that, 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 that's why uh, at some point there was a lot of uh, el of the elf girl uh, being lit. posted. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. care about anime. He just likes Dungeons and Dragons. So this caught his eye. Yeah, this yeah, is but very the, there's a lot dragons. of the stu stuff uh, to like in anime. So. You know, yeah, I did a mini episode of it on this same podcast. Yeah, we watch it. But anyway, Record of Lotus War, it's extremely based on D&D. &D. I think even a Beholder shows up at one point. 
Yeah, this is just straight up like somebody's D and D campaign that they turned into like a, uh, an anime. So well, yeah, originally it was a uh, an author who turned it into a series of novels, and it made so much money that he quit college. <laughs> he must have made incredible money for an Asian person to quit college. Yeah, I, I would have to think so. It's kind of funny because you don't really hear about it too much now. Like this is considered fairly, uh, I don't know if esoteric is the right word, kind of niche, kind of like underground. Like it, it's a bit older. This is this came out in the 1990, so it's it's fairly old. But anyone who's like a fan of anime and like fantasy in general usually brings this up at some point. Yeah, it's the quintessential generic but good fantasy anime. Yeah, it, Anyone can yeah, have it's fun very, watching this. Yeah, it's very generic, but not necessarily in a bad way. Yeah, it's more comfortable generic, you could call it. Mm -hmm. Like, you see an elf character, you know how she's going to act. She's an elf. She's also best mm -hmm. girl. Yeah, Deed looks great. I need yeah, to watch I, and it I really, the game. Oh yeah, you should definitely watch it. It's only 13 episodes, so it's not too long. I love the giant shoulder pads. For whatever reason, during this era, there was a lot of giant shoulder pads. Yeah, you see that a lot it's in just such a, 90s it's anime. Such, it's such a goofy thing. I don't know why they do that shit. I know that was like kind of a style in like the 80s or 90s. I forget when... Uh, when women would wear shoulder pads and they're like blazers and stuff for whatever reason. <laughs> so the anime version has to be these colossal two foot tall. Yeah, because of ornaments. course the Japanese got to do everything like all flashy. They have to yeah double down on like the weird uh, fashion style. But I like it. It's charming. Yeah, another possible movie night material. Yeah, it is a little bit slow in uh, uh in a lot of areas so y you really kind of have to be into the sort of like D, D or like the uh, uh the sort of 90s 80s 90s sort of like anime aesthetic yeah it, it doesn't I'll... do anything crazy it's very much just a, a generic yeah i'll put uh, it to the vote fantasy story uh, on the fediverse i'll c compile a list of good 13 episode series nice yeah so I, I can imagine a lot of people not being super into this. You kind of really have to be into the idea of it because it's not going to blow anybody away. You just want to, you just have to be in it for like the very classic story. Yeah. If you, but like I, don't, I don't mind it. Classic fantasy stuff. This is the anime for you. Yeah. The storytelling kind of reminded me of the first fire emblem where it was very straightforward. Yeah. You played the, the first fire emblem? Yeah. Uh, on NES or the, the kind of weird uh, Switch uh, uh, re-release where they, they added some quality of life feature? No, like on an emulator. Nice. This was years ago, though. It was like the, it's like one of like, uh, like three NES games I bothered to emulate. Oh, well, I guess you... that doesn't, that's not necessarily, I played a few NES games. Like I played Excite Bike, Punch-Out, uh, Mario please, Bros. Please. 3. Please, please, Spermar, bro. Please. <laughs> I played all. I played all three Mario Brothers, and I mean like the lost levels. I don't mean. Um, uh, not not lost levels. Lost level is shit. 
Yeah, it is shit. I didn't finish it because it was shit. I didn't like it. I was like, oh, this is like Mario 1, but not good. Yeah, it's just a, like an extra level pack for people who want to Yeah, it challenge. basically felt more like an expansion. Um, I didn't really play much of like the Western Mario 2. I forget what the game is oh, called in Japan. Doki Doki Panic. Doki Doki Panic. Yeah, the, but all that all the shit in that game is canonically Mario now. Like, you'll see Sniffits and Shy Guys and Birdo and other yeah, games. Yeah, it's, it's kind of really weird what happened. Um, Mario, uh, not Mario, Nintendo, uh, they, they teamed up with a company and they made this and then there was, like, cartoon short of the characters. And then later, I think, they, they, they rebut the game and it was reworked into... Uh, Mario 2 in Japan, it's not, it's also known as Mario 2 USA. Okay, R really weird shit that happened there, yeah. But, but, but in Japan, they had the what's called the Famicom disk system, uh, some sort of floppy disk system. And what they could do is that you they could uh, purchase blank ones. Uh, go to a store and for a, a a small a small enough fee they could rewrite the game quick question what's a floppy disk <sighs> don't <laughs> fuck with us zoomer <laughs> it's the save icon <laughs> but, 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 yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's the <laughs> save icon oh i heard a kid say that once and i died a little too and in Japan, it uh, it's it worked. Kind of, the the NES era worked very fucking differently Be, because we got the NES very late, and we didn't even get like the Famicom disk system. Yeah, they when they uh, transferred uh, Famicom disk system games to the NES, they just stick it in a cartridge and add more chips if necessary to make it work. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what they call mapper, I believe, and um, and and yeah, uh, basically we got the NES uh, when they were already done with what's called the NROM. The NROM is the NES game without extra chip, and as far as I'm aware, Super Mario Bros. is basically one of the highest achievement of the NROM while it was a fucking launch tile for us. So you see the difference b between the, uh, the the NES and the Famicom. Yeah. Uh, I never got too into the technical details of various game consoles. It's just I know some are stronger yeah. than others. But, I but, but, wasn't born in that era, so most of what I know is just like shit I learned from YouTube uh, retrospectives. Oh, I I was very young too. I I mean, by by the time I was born, the Super Nintendo was already out. However, in that era, the internet wasn't widespread. You just had to go with magazine, etc. So, uh, adding system. A few years after they released, especially if you're a young kid, was just kind of normal back then. But nowadays, people have like all their newfangled fucking smartphone, etc. So it seemed like more normal to actually follow the generation. So I, I don't know. Yeah, and it's easy to emulate most old consoles anyway, even on a cell phone. Yeah, that too. Yeah. 
If you want good controls, you... though, that's another story. Yeah, I don't know if you've tried emulating PS2 games recently, but it kind of sucks balls, honestly. Uh, apparently, there, there's a new better emulator. There's a dock station that's apparently better. Uh, the problem with uh, PS1 emulator is that most of this shit works with plugins. You have to get plugins for fucking everything, but especially uh, the graphics. So you have to get the plugin for a graphic card, etc. That shit really sucked compared to most other emulator. However, I've heard recently that Dock Station is just finally a good PS1 emulator. Uh, I'm not sure for PS2 yeah. and never touched that shit, but I've heard that it made the strides recently. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I did a little PS1 emulation recently, and it ran pretty fine for the most part. It had a little hiccup here and there, but it wasn't bad. PS2 yep. is just fucking annoying. Oh, PS1 has been kind of fine for decades already. Back then, there was like an old paid emulator called Emulation Station or some shit. And then there was like a, a branch of that called like Sub-Zero or some shit. Like PS1 emulator has just kind of worked for a long while. It's just that the emulator just kind of sucked. But, yeah. but anyway, Anyways. we've gotten way off topic here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we really did. But uh, yeah, segueing into the next one, uh, Log Horizon. So I think I just dumped is... a Log Horizon okay, in the freaking so. toilet. <laughs> I, I've never seen God. this. No, you haven't. Nobody has. Well, no, it was it was popular at the time. Like uh, this came out like right. Right around the time that Sword Art was still kind of popular, uh, Overlord so like, too. Yeah, twenty thirteen. This came out twenty. Yeah, this came out March twenty fourteen. So yeah, it, it uh, was like when Isekai was still kind of new, and this yeah, was really trying yeah. to differentiate itself from Log Horizon, or I'm sorry, Sword Art Online, uh, because it has a very similar premise, but not quite. So it also takes place in an MMO. But that's just like their world. It's not like a virtual reality thing, like in uh, Sword Art. Like they just wake up one day and they're their characters in an MMO, kind of, kind of like Overlord. Well, yeah, a, a lot of uh, Isekai just kind of has that plot. But it, but what it does different is like the the world itself operates like a video game, like much more literally, to the point where like they have to um invent entire new systems of law because there are all these people that are effectively immortal and can kind of just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, so Log Horizon kind of is different than many of the other isekais, in my opinion. Um, like, they, they have to do... Like, they have to reinvent the economy, like, all of this shit, because the systems that worked in a video game don't quite transition to a much more realistic uh, world. And there are weird quirks from the game that carry over into into their world. Like uh, food, for example, has no flavor because there's no like text in the in the flavor text that describes how it tastes. So every single like food item just tastes like wet crackers is how they describe it. 
Yeah, so they have to uh, like reinvent like this whole world, basically create new like a government, uh, so they can keep all these fucking like turbo autist gamers, like from doing fucking retarded shit constantly. And it like it, like it gets so bad, like raiding parties are just like fucking killing people constantly and. Uh, uh, trapping people and like keeping them prisoner and and like enslaving people, and uh, they work around like the whole immortality system. And th- there is a consequence to dying. So like when people die, they do respawn, but they actually like lose core memories. Like they just lose parts of their fucking no. like uh, <laughs> they lose experience they, points. Well. I think they do. I don't remember exactly if that's how it works, but they actually lose their real, like, actual memory, like, to the point where some people can forget, like, what their life was like before the video game, because they've died so many times. And the more often you die, the the more memories you lose, like, the more chunks of your brain that just gets fucking, like, punched. There's a manga version of this, but it's only ten chapters, so no way is that the whole story. Oh, no way. It, it, it's a light novel, so... Yeah, it's a light novel, originally. So, looks like I'll have to watch the anime if I want the whole story. Wait. Yeah, it, just watch the anime. Is it still going on? Uh, season or... 3 came out fairly recently. Oh, no, so... I, mean, I mean the light novel. Uh, Annie oh. List says it's still ongoing. It's Jesus. still ongoing. It was on hi- hiatus for about five years because the creator went to jail for tax evasion or something like that. Yeah, my, that, 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 that's the story hero. that went around, but I, I'm yeah. not even sure anymore. I, I don't know exactly. That's just what I've heard, so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, anyone who fucks with the tax man is my hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah, Log Horizon's good. It's probably not everyone's cup of tea, but uh, if you like Isekai in general, this is much more um, uh, more unique than the average one. And if you like MMOs, you'll probably really like this. I'm not huge into MMOs, but, I don't, I, but I, I've I, always I, found them interesting. I've spurged out over JRPGs before. Yeah, so I, if you've played enough like RPGs, you kind of get the idea. Yeah. But I, I, it's... I like that it's like the like nobody's like super duper overpowered in this world. Like if they want to accomplish like some big task, they have to get entire guilds together to like do it. Like they can't just there's no like one guy who's like the legendary black swordsman. It's <laughs> just like even the the best players are still limited in their like capacity cuz they're just they're still limited by like the mechanics of the game. Which were balanced in a certain way. Yeah, and I, I like, like that, that the, for a change. In Isekai, where the, the no one is an invincible godlike being. Yeah, so like, there's definitely strong players, and like, like the top level players are still like ridiculously good. It's just they're not invincible. And uh, I like they don't do this very often, but I like when they do. The main character is not really a fighter; he's a support mage. Like, most of his powers are in buffing his party members. Like, he can deal damage, but his primary, like, skill set is based on, like, assisting others. Which is not something you see terribly often. The only time I can really think about it in, like, a sort of fantasy 
Um, sort of setting was Grimgar. Oh, that's one I've been meaning to watch. I have the Blu-ray yeah, that one's, of that. I have yet to watch it. That one's kind of like this, but much more like melancholy. Yeah, so so Log Horizon, I, uh, I've i talked about it several times. I somewhat did not like season one because I, I think there is a lot of fat that could have been caught. I remember like the the people of the land arc as kind of no real like conclusion just leads to very little uh, and then at some point there's like four ongoing story going on at the same time and it's annoying and then it goes and introduce new character like like the party of uh, you know the, the kids the kids uh, with that yeah. uh, with that bard people of the land the guy and then it, it just kind of goes on like this forever. But ironically, nobody likes season two, and I fucking loved season two because they actually kind of goes and accomplish shit. You know, the 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 kind of uh, they actually goes into a fucking a dungeon, uh, and they do a guild raid on a boss. Yeah, uh, this was the guild raid great. is is yeah that's actually my favorite part of the whole series i didn't care for season two as much i felt it was kind of slow and not as interesting i actually like season one better but uh but season two uh, had the best part of the whole series which was the dungeon raid mm -hmm. and i love the one dude's like uh 20 minute fucking like rant about gamers rise up I, I don't remember that. <laughs> I it was basically this. that. It was basically that. It was just him talking about how much he loves video games and how essentially like him getting transported to Log Horizon was like the best thing that happened to him because he was a loser in real life. That's essentially what he's saying. He's being a little bit more fanciful with it. Nice. All right. Log Horizon. I gotta watch this. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's one it, that I think might come back eventually. Hopefully. Yeah, it got a season three recently. It'll probably get a season four if the the, the creator can stay out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I don't think this is anyone's favorite, but I think it, it, yeah, if you're a fan of fantasy in general or isekai, it's really worth checking out, honestly. But anyway, moving on to... Anyway. Anyway, moving on to Majino Tok... Tok... Can you just say that? I can't fucking say this gook shit. Takubin. Yeah. You know, or or just the fucking Western title, Kiki's Delivery Service, I've which not is seen yes, this. it's a it's a Ghibli. A lot of people haven't, honestly, and it's really a shame because this is one of my favorite Ghibli movies. I was not expecting it to be like it on the surface level. It just kind of looks like whatever. It just looks like a little kid cartoon, but I mean. Ghibli's really good at kid cartoons. Yeah, this is extremely and, comfortable. It's like I want to yeah, live in this world. It's not, super comfy. Not Japan, like, but this fictional world. Yeah. So it, it's all about, as you you might be able to guess from looking at it, uh, about a little witch girl named Kiki, 
and she's basically just trying to like become in this world like witches are like considered helpful like every town has like a witch that's like their like little helper girl and that's what she's just trying to do she's just trying to be like a good witch and like uh earn favor and reputation and that's just what she does throughout the whole movie she's just helping people with this and that and it's very comfy and it's, it's very cute it's much better it's than very... it sounds this is an excellent yeah, movie it, I, I always it, yeah, thought it, that it, the character was cute, and I, I've always wanted to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it does have cute girls doing cute things, and this is one of the ultimates in that genre, in my opinion. Yeah, really, honestly, don't sleep on it. It's, it's really, really good. Like, it's, it's... I, I didn't think anything of it at first. Like, I wasn't really, I didn't even really want to watch it at first. But uh, uh, my siblings had recently gotten into Ghibli movies. They had, like, watched a bunch of them and they wanted to watch this one with me. So I was like, okay, sure, I'll watch it, whatever. And I ended up loving it, dude. It was so good. It was so cute. Yeah, it's great. I wish I could have watched this when I was a kid, but I waited till I was a teenager, but I still liked it. This is really yeah. kid friendly too. You could show this to four year olds. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it's a very good family movie. But all that's, right. that's really all I can say about it. It's just very nice. So, moving on to the next anime, which is Michiko to Hachin, or just Michiko and Hachin. So, so this is one that is kind of odd not a lot of people talk about it and it's kind of a shame because this is definitely one of the more unique ideas for an anime for the simple fact that it mostly takes place in south america really oh that, that's extremely rare for anime yeah well, asia doesn't care about enough, that continent well you would think that but not technically true so not a lot of people know this, but Japan and Brazil were actually kind of close back in the day. Uh, yeah. I don't know about now. Yeah, but they used to have a pretty good relationship. Uh, I did watch one Kurosawa movie, which which uh, it was made in the fifties. It was about a factory owner who wanted to move to Brazil, and his family thought he was nuts because they were just making too much money in Japan. Yeah. Uh, it was so, called "I Live in Fear." Okay. Anyway, I'll check that out. but yeah, okay. So the premise of the show is that there's this little girl who's living on a foster, living with a foster family, and they're just abusive pieces of shit, and she fucking hates it, but she has to put up with it, or else she lives on the streets, right? And then one day, this fucking lady uh, Michiko just burst, literally burst in through the fucking house, and like just grabs the girl and says, "We're getting the fuck out of here." And then she comes to find out, like, um, this lady uh, is looking for this little girl's dad. And she was kind of hoping, like, Hachin would know, but she has no fucking idea. I don't think she's even met her father at this point. So she doesn't even know where the fuck he is. And so they just decide, let's just do the road, the buddy road trip thing. And they just travel all across South America looking for this guy who just disappeared one day and they don't know where he went. Sounds pretty fun. 
Do they get into the usual South American ultra violence and drug dealing? There's a little bit of that, um, but that isn't quite the central theme, but it just sort of explores like South American culture and like, uh, like what it's like to live there. Cause it's, it's pretty poor, especially, I think this takes place. Actually, I'm not sure what year this takes place and maybe just the time it was created. So probably like the aughts. And Annie lists but, uh, lists it as a Jose series, so it's made for adult women mostly. What? Yeah, or or at least some of the taggers think it belongs in the Jose category. It, I could kind of see that. Um, it, it it is a little bit girly, but the 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 main girls are more tomboyish. They're very adventurous and spunky, and they're they're not really. Um, I don't know. They're not like super girly. All right. I'm going to add this to my planning to watch list. It sounds pretty fun. This seems to be an original. Uh, I I mean, it's not from, it doesn't seem to be from a manga or like novel. So it's hard to say like the the demographics because that's uh, usually where you, where you'd get something like this, but whatever. Yeah. It's, it's primarily just an adventure show. And uh, I just thought it was very, it's just unique in the fact that it's not in Japan or some fantasy world like most Jap- like most anime adventures are. So, so, so the the director, Sayo Yamamoto, she also worked on Attack on Titan, Yuri on Ice, Psycho Pass, some Lupin the Third, Ergo Proxy, so... Yeah, she's got some, some experience yeah. doing cool stuff yeah and this is interesting um yeah uh, it, it, it's just a it's just a really good like adventure story i would say if i had any criticism of it it would be the ending is not very good i thought the ending kind of sucked honestly and it wasn't super satisfying but, but you've given me you know it's all about it. it's all about the journey you know not the destination so, All right, this sounds pretty yeah. cool. I should watch it yeah. sometime in the future. Yeah, it's definitely very neat. So, that All is right. it for today. Yeah, let's wrap it up there. Oh, uh, j- just a small request. Uh, as the uh, opening song, put the Rainbow Live second opening. It, right. uh, it absolutely fucking slap. Let Let me link it to you. All right. Okay, thank you. So, enough of that shit. Let's finish this. So, come to the Fediverse. It's the best place on the internet. Do it already. <laughs> we'll even allow refugees from Mastodon. We can fix you. No, we can't. <laughs> stay stay where you are. Don't come back. You're not <laughs> welcome here. <laughs> Good night. See you later. Fuck off.